Kings SI Humu. You're listening to Radio Now 95.3 FM. I am joined by Tommy Olubemi. You forgot my name on air. Wow, wow, wow. No, I did not. You're listening to Tech Now, um, where we bring you tech news, reviews, and interviews. Today on the show, we're looking at how technology can be used as a tool. For justice, we'll be joined by Femi Ajibade, operations lead at GAVO, a non-profit, non-governmental organization aimed at increasing the pace of justice delivery through access to justice, digital technology, and citizens' engagement. You'll also hear from the Lagos State Attorney General and Commissioner for Justice, Moyo Shore Onibajo. But first, let's talk to Laura Ojelabi, who sought justice using technology. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you today? Very well, thank you. How about you? I'm alive, Lara, so I can't really complain. Eh? Tommy is here. Do you want to say hi to him <laughs> as well? Only if you want to. Hi. Hi, Lara. How are you? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Good uh, morning. Good morning. See how she didn't ask you how you are? Yes, she did. That's that's how you know that Lara and I no, are going to be no, friends. No. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you for joining us and for being willing to share how technology has helped you seek justice. Um, so You're welcome. Yeah. So, Lara, before you share your story, I'd just like to tell the people listening just a little bit to set um, precedent. So, on the 3rd of December 2020, at about 8 minutes past 1 in the afternoon, you tweeted about an attempted murder of your mom. That's serious. Uh, yes, I did. Right. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Um. So, on the night of the match, I got a call from my brother, and then he said my mom was sick. And somewhere in my mind, I spoke with her the night before, and she doesn't fall sick. That's what we say because once she once anything is about to happen to her, she talks about it. Maybe she has a call for something. So, usually, just maybe a cough, and then it comes, and then it goes. So when she called me and said she was rushed to the hospital, okay, I knew something was wrong. I left where I was. I couldn't drive. I took a bike straight to the hospital. She told me. And then I got to the hospital and I saw her. She's a teacher. So I saw some of her colleagues outside. In my head, I'm like, okay, maybe this woman is dead and they, they just wanted me to come. So I won't panic too much. And then I got in. I saw her covered with blood. But she was just telling me she was fine and all. So I started to cry. Then she narrated how a neighbor of hers came around at about um, 7 a.m. And she told her she wasn't going to go to school that morning and wanted to collect money from her. And she gave all the money she had to him, including the one in her bank account. She gave all the ATMs she had. She gave it to ATM cards. She gave it to him. And he picked the cutlass and cut her on her head twice. He had a scissors with him. He stabbed her on the neck twice. And then there was a rope close to the house, the well in the house. So he picked the rope, that's the, um, the rope for the drawer, and then he tied it to her neck. But the rope kept cutting because he said he was going to make sure he kills her. Then after killing her, he was going her body in the well. And so when she narrated all these things to me, I was really sad. And then I thought, okay, this person should be arrested, especially since he did not wear a mask and she was able to recognize him and then she was still really conscious of being able to tell the story over and over again. She made a statement to the police and she wrote everything just the way she said it. She kept repeating everything she said and she said she knows him. The person is Idowu and Idowu is my neighbor. He stays in this, 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 this house. And I'm like, okay. So um, fast forward, three days after, nothing was done. 
and um, I kept waiting. So I told my husband to go to the police station. He went there, and then he said he met the DPO. The DPO was drinking beer, and the DPO even told him to join him to drink beer. So in my head, I'm like, my mom almost died, and you guys are acting like nothing happened. And this person we're talking about is actually still walking freely around. It means it might actually harm somebody else. And so um, at some point, somebody from the neighborhood came around to the hospital and said, his um, brother-in-law is in the police force, and they're not sure that they told him that they're looking for him, so he's on the run. And I'm like, okay, if he's on the run, he might actually get away with this crime he committed. So I had to wait to get the attention of people, because I, at that point, I was really confused, and I didn't know what to do. I had to wait to get the attention of people so that I could seek justice for my mom. Because so, I could have lost at that point. So, Lara, this was this was where you decided to look to social media to seek for help. Yes. Please. All right. What happened after you tweeted about it? Okay. So, uh, my God, um, I was contacted by um, some people. I was contacted by SegaLink, and then SegaLink linked me to um, the people at Citizens Gravel, and um, I met with them. The matter is in court at the moment. And um, although you, we know how things could be, so it's still like it's still a bit draggy. So I mean, I'm sure I am glad that the guy was even apprehended to start with. Oh, so he has been apprehended, in, of course. And he's in what they call it remand. Yes, he's in remand at the moment. All right, so pending the hearing of the case. All right, so Lara, first of all, I am so sorry for what happened to your mom. It, it sounds you. really I awful. Yeah, I can imagine. And nobody should ever have to go through that. How is she? She's fine. She's a lot better now. Yeah. I mean, she's really better now, yeah. I'm, I'm really and glad I'm, that I'm she's very doing better. Yeah, I'm really glad that she's doing better. And I'm really glad that through social media, you're able to get help from Citizen um, um, Gavel. And we'll be speaking to yeah. we'll be speaking to Barista Femi Ajibade in a minute. But I just want to thank okay. you for sharing your story, Lara. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So you've just heard from Lara Ojelabi speaking about how she sought justice using technology, specifically social media and Twitter. Mm. And, and that's what the show is about today, just how people are using different forms of technology. It could be internet, it could be devices, um, it could be ge geolocation, whatever. Um, how people are using new and emerging technology to seek for justice in Nigeria, in Africa, and in the world. You're listening to Tech Now on Radio Now 95.3 FM. I'm joined by Tommy Olugbemi, who has refused to speak. No, I haven't. Say something. So what what did you think um, of that conversation? It was, it was a Horrible, horrible thing. crime. It just reminds you that everywhere, across different ages, across different locations, mm -hmm. women continue to be um, at the mercy mm. of violent mm. people, gender-based violence. People think a lot of the time that it's just sexual-based violence that mm -hmm. affects the female gender. But gender-based violence as well is... It's something really nasty, and I'm so sorry Lara's mom had to, had go, to go through that. that. Yeah, and I'm horrible. really glad to know that she's doing better. All right, so moving on on the show today, we'll speak to Barrister Femi Ajibade, who's operations lead at Gavel, a non-profit, non-governmental organization to increase the pace of justice delivery through access to justice, technology, digital technology, and citizen engagement. Hi, Barrister Femi. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing today? I am fine, thank you. Are you sure you're fine? 
I'm okay. Thank you. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we just spoke to Lara Ojelabi and she shared um, the story of how her mom was violently attacked and how through social media and which your help um she was able to get justice and now the case is in court and the perpetrator has been apprehended um how do you think citizens can better seek justice through the use of technology uh technology is and uh you know all the sectors of nigeria is adopting technology and uh Femi, please can you take that again i can't hear you clearly Okay, okay. I said uh, technology is here to stay, you know, we are in the 21st century, and uh, basically all the aspects of our lives is being taken over by technology. So, uh, justice, I time for justice to, for, for the purpose of justice to be, you know, taken over by technology. And, you know, technology makes things faster, makes the process easier, the process of justice easier. So, tech is a tool where people can actually use to get justice. For example, let's talk about the fact that the average population of Nigeria is uh, 6% of Nigerians are under the age of 40. So all this uh, demography, they use technology, they use social media. Social media is a very good tool now in the hands of, you know. All right, so I'll just, I'll just like to clarify something, clarify something for me. When you say technology here, what specifically are you talking about? I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about the internet. Okay. I'm talking about technological tools and gadgets. All right. Continue. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, like I said at Gavel, we try to, you know, meet people halfway by using technology to, you know, meet their justice needs. For example, when you look at the social media, it's now like an online community. It's where everybody comes to, to interact, to, you know, have fun and talk about their feelings, their, their emotions. And, you know, social media has actually now been a tool for where, where people complain, they make their complaints, they hear their grievances. And this, this is how governance is an opportunity to now bring the process of justice to the people on social media. You know, this is the, this is the platform where you used to make a complaint. Why can't you accept justice via uh, this media? Instead of going through the normal process, okay, I, I, I have a lawyer he's in, somewhere in the Kaja, I have six counsel. Yeah. Whereas this brought the complaint to the social media. So, and through the social media, it gets justice. Safe and simple. All right, so Femi, walk me through the process with Citizen Gavel. Okay. Say, for example, I was in the studio and then Tommy violently hits my head. He would never do that, by the way, because he's a sweet boy. But say he violently okay. hits my head, right? Um, how yeah. do I contact the, the folks at Citizen Gavel? Is it an app? Is it a website? Is there somebody I call? And what's the process, step by step, for me to get justice for this violent crime that has been committed okay. but not committed by Tommy? Okay, we actually make the process easier and we've created a lot of options. For example, there's an option of social media. You know, when you come online, you, you have a Twitter and which the DM is open. And people just log into our DM. And, you know, streamline the process, we also created an app, a, 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 a phone, a, an app that you can download on your phone, Focus, whereby wherever you are, wherever the uh, injustice meets you, you can just log on to the app and, you know, in future towards logging your complaint. And the beauty of this app is that 
you will link the lawyer that is within the jurisdiction within your neighborhood, within your area, so that you don't have to wait for uh, Mr. Uh, Femi, for example, to coming from Yaba down to Leki. You already have a lawyer who is a common lawyer in Leki ready to attend to you, ready to you know, take it to the process of justice. So those are the two ways All right, so, that we try to bring justice. So Femi, sorry, I always, have, I always have questions. So I have a question now. Number one, can okay. you please tell us what your Twitter handle is? Okay, our Twitter handle is at citizens underscore Gavir. So what's the app called? Okay, the app is called Podus, P-O-D-U-S. All right, so thirdly, how do you get um, lawyers to sign up? Do they get paid? Is this um, is this volunteer-based? Yeah, is it pro bono? It's, yeah. And yeah, the thing is, it's pro bono uh, from the perspective of the, of the uh, complainant. It is pro bono, purely pro bono. We don't, you know, charge them for legal representation. However, you know, our lawyers from our own end, we pay them a token for their transport, you know, for logistical purposes, and that's it. Since you're a not-for-profit organization, where does the money come from? Okay, we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, donor organizations that support our work. All right, so it's grant-funded. Yes. Okay, so I'd like to bring this home a little bit to recent history. So there's been a lot happening in Nigeria since October 2020. And you know, I'm probably talking now about the um, planned protest on Saturday. And yeah. what many saw as um, and what was um, illegal arrests or arrests, let's remove the illegal um, of protesters and everyday Nigerians. So in, in a case like this, uh, and with the protest last year, we saw social media being used a lot as a tool for um, justice, right? Do you think that yes. this this sort of crowdfunded um, means of pursuing justice, is it sustainable in your view? Or are there things that can be tweaked to make it better work for the people? Uh, the crowdfunding for... Um mode of uh, injustice, I don't know, I can't say it's sustainable because, you know, eventually, you know, even people get tired of donating and donating. To, N- no, not know. crowdfunding, crowdsourced. For example, the way you get your lawyers now, eh? is this okay. sustainable? Um, at the end of the day, too, I won't say it's you know, sustainable in the long term. That is why as we are, you know, working towards giving justice, getting justice for people that social media, they are crowdsourcing and all that. We are also working towards institutional reform, making the process of justice fairer and better for the people. That, that is the key. We are using a two-pronged approach. Of course, we are bringing justice to the common man on the street, and at the same time, we are working with the authorities in trying to advocate for, you know, a bigger institutional reform in the justice sector to make justice fairer. To make sure we don't even need the crowdsource to, to, to get lawyers to... Uh, defend the fundamental rights of the average Nigerian in the street to make sure that we reduce the incidence of police brutality and you know uh, the slopes of justice in the justice sector. So we are working on that aspect too. You know we can't keep doing this forever. You know uh, getting to bail people out. This person has been arrested illegally. We do it every day and every day and every day. Things have changed. And speaking of institutional reform, um, let's talk a little yeah. bit about the overcrowding of Nigerian prisons and the fact that about um, one third, I think, of Nigeria's total prison population are inmates serving time without being sentenced. Um, yeah. How do you think 
technology, social media or the internet or whatever um, can be used to can, okay. can be so used for this that, problem. Okay, in that aspect, uh, one of the main uh, cause of you know the overpopulation in prisons is the fact that our justice system is slow. You know, a lot of people are awaiting trial for longer than it should be. Someone that should be maybe on trial for more nothing more than six months is on trial for four or five years. And this is because the system of justice is slow. We are still in the analog era, the era there where we fight, we push fight here and there. And things get missing. Things slow down when you use all these methods. This is where we now come in. We are we are there, we are creating lots of techniques to make sure that this justice system is faster. For example, we are working with a lot of states present in the Southwest to digitize their processes. You know, ordinarily uh, legal processes that will take two months, that will take three months, that will involve maybe a file is missing there, this file is didn't get here. We are trying to digitize the process, make things that should actually take six months, make it take a week. You know, making everything faster, making the process faster. When the process is faster, people won't be on trial for four years. They won't be on trial for five years. And if they are not to trial for four years, if they are not to trial for five years, the population in prison will drastically reduce. Seventy percent of the people in, of inmates in prison are awaiting trial. Imagine you can fast track this. Imagine you can make all these people go through the trial process within six months. The population will reduce by 70%. Now, that is the solution we are trying to create for the, uh, for the justice system, and we, we hope we succeed. Yeah, I hope so too. Femi, just a quick clarification. When you say 70% of um, inmates are, are, are those that, who haven't had their day in court, where, where does that data come from? Yeah, it came from the Nigerian Correctional Service. All right. So thank you very much for speaking to us, Femi. Um, that was that was Femi Ajiba, the operations lead at Gavel, a non-profit, non-governmental organization looking to hasten the pace of justice delivery through access to justice, digital technology, and citizen engagement. If you're just joining, you're listening to Tech Now on Radio Now 95.3 FM, where today we're talking about leveraging technology, um, social media, the internet, um, digital tools, really, for mm. justice in Nigeria. So so your job here today is... Mm. No, wow. I can't agree so with you. So your job there today is... Mm. Yes, it is, actually. Right. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> coronavirus has changed the justice system yeah, as well. Has, yeah. And in, in Lagos, for example. Now you speak. Wow. Continue. In, in Lagos, for example, following the events surrounding Ensa's protest and the aftermath, where courts were burned down and our justice system has had to adapt and adopt new technologies to carry out their operations. Um, Radio Now stood out where I mean an exclusive interview with the Lagos State Attorney General and Commissioner of Justice last year um, asked him about the typical process of the courts at a time like this. So there's a, it's a combination of virtual and physical court sittings. Mm -hmm. So during the peak of COVID, um, we came up with what we call the virtual airing rules per, per practice directions regarding virtual hearings whereby the judge will sit in court the counsel for both parties will be in their offices or wherever and then they would address the court and then the court will decide the matter virtually 
So a couple of matters. In fact, uh, a defendant was sentenced to death via virtual hearing because we could also connect with the defendant who was in the correctional facility, I think, in, in Kirikiri. So it was running smoothly. But then when COVID started to wane a bit, so the courts also resumed physical sittings, so lawyers will go to court. But rather than parking the courts, the judges will say only the case coming up, only the parties in that matter should be in the courtroom. So they were controlling, there was a sort of crowd control because of COVID. So you will just typically then have uh, maybe two or max four lawyers representing both sides or depending on the number of people, of parties in the case. And uh, then the judge will take it. So uh, even more, more than being people being able to physically go to courts, you must remember they burnt the courts down. All the files are gone. All the exhibits are gone. So even for the facility for the court to even operate is not there because a lot of records, a lot of files have, have been burnt, have been looted, have been, you know, scattered everywhere. Would you say this is an awakening for us to keep our records digitalized? Yeah, definitely it is. So a part of pressing the reset button is to ensure that this cannot catch us off guard as it, as it has done before. So... It's, it's, it's part of what we're going to do going forward. And so that was the Lagos State Attorney General and Commissioner of Justice, Moyesure Onigbajo, speaking to Radio Now's Toda Okoyemi on typical court processes and calling for the digitalization of Nigeria's justice system. Um, Toda spoke to him last year. What did you think of what the Attorney General had to say? I, I think that I'm tired of Nigeria playing catch-up. Mm. Um, what happened was horrible, don't get me wrong. The violence that erupted in Lagos um, following the protest, not a part of the protest, mm -hmm. just following it. Mm -hmm. It was really scary. A lot of things were burned down in a lot mm -hmm. of buildings as well. And I, I don't know that I would expect it to take fire guzzling physical files for us to then think about um, digitalizing yeah. um, the judicial process. Okay. Mostly when it, as it is, it clearly doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And that was 2020. That didn't happen in 1992. Mm -hmm. So I'm just a bit tired. Um, hopefully they have begun the process. I, I think I heard about some courts trying their cases via Zoom. Mm. Um, so that's exciting. But when we talk about things like leveraging technology for justice, we also have to understand and talk about the factors that impede ad adoption. Mm. So things like um, power supply, mm. things like cost of data, data. Um, things like the cost of digital phones, smartphones yeah. in the first place. So there's a lot. And I just hope that uh, Nigeria gets its act together, together yeah. because otherwise all technology would do is exacerbate already existing problems. Mm. Okay, so we've had a pretty fun show today. Mm. We had Lara Oje. You have started again with your. Mm -mm. I will continue. <laughs> we had Lara Ojelabi, mm. um, who fought for <laughs> justice, leveraging on technology. I'm so excited that her mom is feeling well yes, now. So her mom yes. was um, attacked by. Who Lara says is a neighbor 
and through tweeting about it, she was connected to Citizen Gavel, which is a non-profit organization that helps to facilitate the pace, um, hasten the pace rather, of justice. We then spoke to Femi Ojelabi, operations lead at Gavel, initiator of Tech for Justice, and then you just heard before we came back on from the Lagos State Attorney General and Commissioner of Justice, Moyoshere Onibajo. My name is Esai Humu. You've been listening to Tech Now on Radio Now 95.3 FM. This show happens every Tuesday and Thursday from 10.30 all the way to 11. I have a co-host. His name is Tommy Olubemi, and that's all you need to know about him. You are listening to Radio Now. The news. Beyond the news. I like hearing the news. News. Beyond, Beyond the news. Yes. Radio. This. This is 95.3 FM. Radio Now.